So welcome back to the Beast Game Podcast. And today we're taking a look at The Green Knight, which has been out for a while, was in the theater, but then it went to streaming. It's related to King Arthur and its take on one of the tales about Sir Gowan, written and directed by David Lowry. And it stars Dave Patel, Alicia Vikander, and Joel Edgerton. And the synopsis is a fantasy retelling of a medieval story of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. So what happens is that you meet Dave Patel's character, who is the lead character, Sir Gawain. And he's in a brothel, getting his groove on. And then I believe he tries to go to church, and then he winds up going home with his mother. He is a knight, obviously. Mm -hmm. And what happens is that he's called to be in the company of King Arthur because he's related to King Arthur. You find that out as the story goes along. King Arthur is Sean Harris, the dude from yes. Mission Impossible? Yep, Sean yeah. Harris. Yeah. And he, the king. I, I um, talked like this the whole time. I'm like, okay, I know that voice. But King Arthur asks him about himself, well, basically Dave Patel, like tell him about himself. And he doesn't really have anything to offer up. But then this creature comes into the hall where this kind of grand dinner is happening. The Green Knight comes in and he offers a game, a challenge. Anyone, you would strike him one blow. And in a year's time, he will return the same blow to you. And whether or not you have the courage to take the strike or receive the returning blow, that's the game. So that's basically it. No one does up. it. He's, he jumps in. Yeah, he steps yeah. up and kills him with the Excalibur. And then the Green Knight picks his head off off the ground and just rides off. <laughs> Period of time, I think it goes about a year, up to a year. But Sir Galwin's basically living the high life based off of the fact that he killed the Green Knight. But he just wastes like all of his time. And then the year kind of comes along where he actually has to now fulfill his, his agreement. And he really doesn't want to do it. but. Keith, how do you feel about the Green Knight? It was an interesting take on it. it I saw like the other two versions, the one from the 50s or something, like that, the 60s, and one from the early 80s. Sean Connery and Miles O'Keefe. <laughs> <laughs> and Sean Connery was the Green Knight. So interesting uh, take on it. But it pretty much follows the whole story. Gwen goes on a journey. To, after he makes a blow, he's got to go and receive the returning blow again from the green knight so all the while he's kind of tempted by people on his journey to turn away he's like there's a lord and a lady who kind of tempt him his mother gives him a belt that will keep him from all harm yeah and his mother is morgana the fae so she's more or less a sorceress at least some versions of the authorian tale Right. He's told, if you wear this around your waist, you won't come any harm. So it gives him the courage to go out to go do so. When he gets to the Lord and Lady, the Lady offers him a belt, a sash, just the same as he does, um, but tempts him with, with infidelity. Yeah, so he basically jerks off. <laughs> and the Lord, the Lady's husband, tempts him and says, hey, uh, as, as we are friends and brothers, <laughs> whatever my wife gives you, you got to give me. And yeah. uh, that was like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> so since the wife gave him a, a happy ending, 
he's expecting one every turn. And instead, like he's oh, like, are you uh, serious? I'm dead serious. The, it, 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 hold on, hold it, on for a second. That whole sequence, because he basically Dev Patel wakes up in bed, and the lady is just there. Because there's also like another woman that is just like blind, and they eating dinner yeah. together. But the lady. Or the manager just kind of comes up and is like, hey, let's make this happen. <laughs> it just basically, he jerks off on the sash and is just like, what the heck just happened? <laughs> At some point, you, you kind of question whether or not that actually happened or not, what's going on. She has a, a sash that's identical to his, and you kind of wonder whether or not it's the same one, because at some point he loses his sash. It gets taken from him because yeah. um, he, he gets robbed for all his stuff, horse and everything. He packs up. He the lady gives him the sash. He doesn't give the Lord when he yeah, asks for he, it, and he basically he kind of stiffs the Lord on that. So all throughout the thing, it's like each one of these things is like is a test of his knightly virtue, and he's yeah, kind of failing and, every one of them. And Aaron Kellyman is in one of those. I'm like, oh god, like I hate her. Like, I don't. Ever yeah, see her. he ends up uh, meeting her when she she lost uh, her she's head. Like a, yeah, she's a ghost or someone who's been abused or killed or whatever. And um, actually, that, that part really didn't have much of a point. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't have much of a point. I think she was just in there just to be in there. And oh, and to say that men are bad because a man did this to me. So yeah. it's like. I don't like her. And I wish people would stop trying to make her into a thing. That's the same person that was in Falcon the Winter Soldier, the. Uh, no one knows the, the redhead. Carly. It's... Carly is her name. Carly strikes fear in the hearts of Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> Go ahead. He finally gets to where the Green Knight's lair is, and it's this green temple that overgrown in the woods and stuff. He goes to take to wait the blow, <laughs> and he <laughs> he's like, uh, I can't do this. His blow against the Green Knight in King Arthur's court was he cut his head off. Yeah. The game is that he's got to now kneel and accept the same type of blow in return. And he basically gets up and bolts. He's like, fuck this. He gets up, bolts, and leaves and comes back home. When he gets back home, everyone expects he's won the game and that he has achieved. What follows is like a montage of 20 years yeah, of like what happens in his life. his life or his life, how it could be. Yeah, so basically it's like a montage, and fast forward it shows that he becomes king when Arthur dies, and he leads Camelot, connives with uh, to obtain his son. He does a ton of dishonorable stuff during the course of it, and as it continues on, it's like you're seeing that his life is pretty fucked up and terrible because he didn't follow these knightly virtues. Yeah, and I think so, Alicia Vikander's character at that point, she's a prostitute. Yeah, she and played two characters. She, yeah. yeah, and she has a son that he uh-huh. takes, and then takes it on his own, and then his son dies. This kind of son is killed. Away. Yeah, he shows a war, and war. His son is killed. Yeah, and then at the end, he's left by himself alone as the enemies bash in the door to claim his head. Yeah, because he's not an honorable person. Correct, and so flashes out. He realizes that it was just a, a vision of what could be if he chooses a dishonorable path. So he takes off his sash, the one that he got from the lady, says, take your blow. And the Green Knight says, you've passed. When no, he doesn't say you passed. He was like, off with your head. And that's basically, <laughs> that's basically it. He just taps him on his neck and was like, hey, all right, peace. Yeah, he taps him on the neck. He said, we're done. 
and it's like you did the right thing and it turned out that person was joel edgerton like joel edgerton from the the jerk off sash <laughs> and also alicia vikander is also the lady and she also yeah. plays the prostitute early on in the movie mm. yeah but the whole thing was that it's technically joel edgerton as the green knight and the lord of the house trying to test his fortitude about how good of a person he is i thought this was okay and it kind of reminded me of like something like Beowulf. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's more about the story and like the journey than the character. And I thought Dave Patel was pretty okay in this. It's really a one person driven movie, but uh, a play, something yeah. in the theater. Yeah. I think he's the strongest character in this, but I mean, everybody else has to play second fiddle because the green knight or sell gal in the green knight. I mean, that's what the, stories called in general but thought it was okay thought it was okay like i may watch it again probably skip over the aaron kellyman section i was a fan of the original tale and everything and that was a thing of mine when i was a kid like i liked all things knight and king arthur related this is an interesting take on it it was they tried too hard with the imagery yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was forced. I'm trying to think of other movies that did it better where they took this fantastical imagery. I would say that what was that movie with uh Henry Cavill? Oh, um, Immortals. Immortals. Yeah. Yes, Immortals. So Immortals kind of did that a little bit better, I would say. Like it made it look like you were looking at some kind of fantastical play and, and stuff or like that. 300. I mean 300 and 300 yeah definitely 300 this kind of didn't have that it was more kind of play like an indie film that was trying to do a little too much i would think but i mean other than that i I liked it um dave patel's a good actor i'm gonna give it to him yeah he's a solid actor he's probably the best thing about this yeah he's a solid choice for this and everything but trying to be a little too artsy for its own good they should just played out the story straightforward and tone down the imagery a little bit those are my thoughts keith what score would you give the green knight I'd give it a six. I doubt I'd watch it again. I mean, maybe in a couple of years, yeah. I might take a look at it or yeah, stuff, but it's not something I would like take a look at just to see that, how it played out again or listen to the music again, something like that type of thing. So I give it a six. Yeah, I'd probably give it a six, 6.5. So Dead Patel is the best thing about this. I mean, it really is his movie and every other character he encounters is more just a secondary plot device just to move the plot forward not understanding what was actually going to happen at the end of it <laughs> i found that funny it was just off with your head and it's like hold on what happened <laughs> yeah, yeah then it just kind of ended it was like what the yeah okay i think that just kind of left me like okay well again it's all about the journey of the character and not the destination so it was like everything kind of leading up to that is pretty much what you're Basing the score off of. So again, 6.5. I mean, it looks nice. It's okay. May rewatch it. Kind of wish he just played it straight and just kind of took the Green Knight story and made a legit movie beginning, middle, and end. And kind of like how they did with The King, mm-hmm. uh, the Netflix show. Like, how did that? I would it would work better if it had done it that so I way. I thought you were to say, like, that Charlie Hunnam, King Arthur movie. <laughs> I'll slightly defend that, but that was just a little too far left. That was just yeah. yeah I'm not sure what uh, Guy Ritchie was going for with that, but uh, he went a little too far afield with that yeah, one. Guy Ritchie lost his mind on that. <laughs> if he'd have had Sherlock Holmes fighting robots in his Sherlock Holmes films, like this, it's kind of like an anime version of King Arthur. 
Uh, yeah, and it was just like, what the? And then that could have worked, but it was just like, yeah, what's where'd the giant elephant come from? Like, yeah, and the funny part about that, like, he kind of goes from King Arthur to Aladdin to I think to the gentleman after that, and then to like Wrath of Man. So it's like a weird set of movies because like Wrath of Man is more like a crime film. I think the gentleman mm. is kind of like more along the lines of what he would normally do. Aladdin yeah. is just out of his wheelhouse. And then King Arthur is like, again, something that he would normally do if it wasn't King Arthur. <laughs> it's all over the place. So people just don't know how to do a King Arthur film or do anything with it. They, they either want to go the ultra realistic route and Which try was to exp- Antoine Fuqua. <laughs> yeah, and try to explain them like, oh, he was name was not Arthur, it was Arturius. Yeah. And it was like, well, come on, man. Uther. Like, Uther. I think that's what the Antoine Fuqua one, they kept calling him Uther. Yeah, it was. And what was the other thing? It was, there was another one. No, no, the Guy Ritchie one was the last one. Then you had a bunch of uh, TV shows. Stars tried to do a TV show. What was that? Called, uh, it was called Camelot, uh, but oh, they had yeah, the. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They had the wrong guy playing King Arthur. He was some new Englishman that uh, all the girls liked. And I was like, yeah, he didn't work out. So I'm looking at this Screen Rant article. It says the six best and eight worst movies about King Arthur, according to IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes. So one is called The Last Legion, which I never saw. Oh, Lord have mercy. Are you serious? Last Legion is about King Arthur? Colin Firth, Ben Kingsley. Oh movie. no! Yeah, you're right. Oh my god! So the next one is King Arthur: Legend of the Sword, which is the garbage movie, utter trash and utter trash. And the next one is the Antoine Fuqua, 2004, King Arthur. Next one after that is Quest for Camelot. I'm not sure if I've ever seen that. But it was an animated movie. I think I remember seeing. I don't. A 1967 Camelot movie. Somehow, Shrek the Third is in the next one. (laughs) Like, why? I don't know. So then it's The First Night, which is Sean Connery as King Arthur, Richard Gere, Saul Vancelot, Julia Orman as Guinevere. First King was accused of being bland and uncreative. (laughs) The next one is Connecticut Yankee. In Arthur's Court, Sword in the Stone, which is now becoming the best side of that. King Arthur, Knights of the Round Table, 1953. James will love this one. The next one, Army of Darkness. <laughs> Army of Darkness, what? Yeah, so this is a list of the best King Arthur movies. So Army of Darkness oh. is there. <laughs> Why is that even on the list? Well, it says it's. A modern take on Arthurian legend. Really? I guess. This is my boomstick. <laughs> I, I I don't. Okay. I, I don't see how that All right. works. So next movie is Excalibur, which is 1981. Yeah, dog. Syrian Hines, Gabriel Bryan, Liam Neeson, Patrick Stewart. Uh-huh. Uh, next one is Lancelot of the Lake, which is 1974. Well, I don't think I've ever seen that one. Directed by Robert <clears throat> Bresson, number one, which you probably wouldn't expect, is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. 
Yeah, that shit was hilarious. Uh, no sword in the stone? Yeah, no, that was on there. Oh, okay. I didn't hear you say that. Yeah, it was on there. The Money Python thing wouldn't fly now. Like, it's his stuff and or Mel Brooks. Yeah, neither one. Oh, they would be canceled. Basically. Basically, but yeah. So, nevertheless, Beast Game Podcast.